What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Mediocre Money. I'm your host, Mark. This is the show that dives into personal finances, strategies, advice, research, and I help you become financially independent, which is what I'm trying to do. So no matter what your goals are, whether you want to retire, buy a dream home, travel the world, move to Costa Rica, this is the podcast that will help you do it financially. Let's get started. All right, welcome to the first episode, everybody. I'm very excited to get into this episode. This is a post I've been writing for a while, and this entire episode is on the wealth equation. So if you've ever wondered why the rich get richer, and have maybe you've heard the phrase that money makes money, or it takes money to make money, you too can become rich by learning how to live and create your wealth the way millionaires do. So in this podcast, I'm going to go over the wealth equation, and luckily there's no math, and also creating positive financial feedback back loops. And together, these two factors grew my net worth by five times in only three years. So let's get started. So there's only two simple things you need to do to become wealthy like a millionaire. Uh, the first is understanding the wealth equation, and the second is creating positive financial feedback loops. So Understanding the wealth equation is probably the biggest barrier to becoming rich and sipping mo mojitos on beaches in Costa Rica. So while there's many people that try to use equations to measure wealth or net worth, I focus on using equations to learn and create wealth. Uh, we can let everyone else spend time debating about how to measure it. And you and I will stay busy with creating wealth. So the wealth equation, it, it breaks down to be this savings multiplied by investments and i have some brackets in here uh, to the power of leverage and that's it that's the key to becoming rich really and if you don't know what any of these terms are it's okay i'm gonna explain kind of what they mean later on in this post or later on in this uh um podcast not a post so each item of this wealth equation is a variable that affects the amount of potential wealth you can make and if you understand each variable, you can maximize your wealth potential. Now, most people tend to look at the equation and stop reading, but luckily you haven't, or stop reading or stop listening. Sorry, I'm reading my blog post from this, but like also like going off script a little bit. Uh, but anyways, most people stop listening when they hear, oh yeah, savings and investments. Yeah, I know what it takes to become rich and like and make money. Um, and they think they know what these these variables are and they move on with their life. But mastering the details of each of these variables is the difference between people who become millionaires and the people who continue to live paycheck to paycheck. So it's like the difference between me being a soccer player and watching soccer on TV versus Lionel Messi who actually understands and can do every little intricate detail which just makes him way, way better at soccer than me. So let's get into to the first variable, savings. So saving is, is the most ignored part of finances, and it's also the least sexy. Uh, however, it's the most valuable though, and luckily for us, it's the most controllable. So savings are basically like a fuel, and we use this fuel in creating positive financial feedback loops, or what I call wealth feedback loops. 
And did you know that the one thing that all millionaires have in common is that they have a very high savings rate. And it's easy for us to kind of think about saving a lot of our money, um, like upwards of 30, 40, 50% of our income and say, well, yeah, if I was a millionaire or if I was making say $300,000 a year, I could save that much. But using that type of logic is really flawed. Um, I know it's a type of logic that a lot of millennials on Reddit use, and it, but it is very flawed. Um, money management is like a muscle that we have to work at. We have to train it and we have to learn how to build it properly. So <clears throat> it's kind of like if you're at the gym, just because you look stronger doesn't mean you can actually lift more weights. Uh, and it's the same with money. So just because you might make more money or have more money coming in doesn't mean you have the your financial woes have disappeared. So let's really learn why wealthy people are wealthy. So I've met a few millionaires in my life and three times I have tried asking them for $20 and all of them have said no, no, none of these attempts have ever worked. Um, so I never got a single, single dollar from them. But it's also very logical why they say no. And that's because they're rich for a reason. So millionaires and just wealthy individuals in general, they save a lot of money. And even when they were making like $40,000 a year, they were still saving a lot of money. And it's this ability to save, which is the reason that they're rich in the first place. And what they, what, why they want to save though, is because they want to use this money to create positive wealth feedback loops. Uh, so that's what I was talking about earlier. So they use their savings to buy appreciating assets and investments, and those in turn create more income and hence more savings because you have more money coming in and you should keep your spending at relatively the same level. So that's really the key difference between millionaires uh, because as their income grows, they actually keep their lifestyle relatively the same or they grow it, but not nearly at the same rate that their income is growing. So ultimately, they're creating more of a positive feedback loop for their finances. And if you go to, I'll have a link in the show notes here, but I have some great images that kind of explain this feedback loop and actually draws the circle out for you. So that's really helpful. I would highly recommend checking that out in, in the notes. So now let's get into investments for a second. So investments, we have our savings and we know we need to create more savings by having wealth feedback loops. But when it comes to investments, I want to redefine what investments are. Investing is just deciding where to spend more money. It's basically like spending, uh, except I kind of view just spending money as having two categories. So one category is spending money on life, and the other category is spending money on wealth. So spending money on wealth includes anything that increases its value or provides more cash flow. Uh, these are what the appreciating assets were that I was talking to you guys about earlier. And spending money in life is basically every other dollar that you spend. Uh, so it's all non-wealth building items fall under this category. So now rich people save tons of money because they are focused on spending that money. Uh, and really, you, you could almost drop the word saving money. Um, <clears throat> because really there's no such thing as saving money. We're basically spending all of our money if you kind of are looking at it, investing from the way I do. 
which is just basically spending money on your wealth and they're spending money on your life. Um, so really you don't really have to like quote unquote save, but um, saving is important or basically spending more money on wealth is important to do. So anyways, rich people save tons of money because they're focused on uh, spending money on investing, um, on accumulating more wealth. And they only spend things on life that they either have to or that bring value to them. And you have to know too that spending money on your life is not wrong and spending money on wealth is not right either. Um, neither is in, like correct or wrong. Uh, but it is important to spend money on doing things that you enjoy in your life as well. So um, watching Netflix, maybe if that's if that's it, or going on vacations. So, however, it's also important to be spending money on your wealth. Uh, and I believe the right choice for us lies in a combination of the two at a percentage that works for you. And it's also always important that you know the opportunity cost that you're passing up uh, when you spend less money on wealth. So now let's get into in investing a little bit more. So investing kind of gets two reactions from it. Uh, people either usually find it really sexy or really scary. And it's easy to believe that you're investing when you're actually might just be throwing money down the drain. And let me explain with two investing scenarios. So in option one, it's buying real estate. So Katie buys a beautiful single family home. And because her dad, just like my dad, always told me that renting is like throwing money away. And option number two, let's take Ken. Ken buys a beautiful single family home and it has a two bedroom basement apartment, which he rents out. So now both Ken and Katie are actually putting the same amount of savings or money to work. Uh, they both buy a house and both believe they are investing. And it's true, Katie is investing, but Ken is investing like the wealthy. And the subtle but insanely large difference though between this is that Ken's investments are growing his savings. And so this fuels, remember, savings is the fuel that grows, the fuel for wealth feedback loops. So by Ken is growing his savings because he's growing income with his basement apartments. And so he's creating more fuel to grow his wealth feedback loops. Uh, whereas Katie, for example, she is, so she does have her savings invested, true, However, it's not working to create more savings for her. So although so her money is invested, but it's not contributing to growing her finance, her wealth feedback loop. Her wealth feedback loop hasn't changed. So if you can understand and master the savings and investments, you're you're almost the way, you're probably about 80% of the way there to becoming forever wealthy. That these two concepts are huge and insanely important, and so many of us just misunderstand these. Uh, so now we're going to get into leverage. Uh, leverage, I'm not going to talk very long on it, but it's basically just like a power up to amplify just certain aspects of your life. Uh, I'm not an, a leverage expert by all means. I'm re actually reading this book on leverage right now, which I love. I'll link to it in the show notes as well if you guys are interested. But we can, most people think of leverage as just um, you, like a mortgage. You spend some money and you have uh, debt that you leverage to buy a house with. Um, so that's kind of how most people think about leverage, but leverage can be time, can be money, like in mortgages, uh, it can be work, skills, tasks, uh, et cetera. So there's lots of different types of leverage that you can master that can really exponentially increase your wealth feedback loops. 
uh, but most of us don't. And we fail to utilize leverage because of the same way that we fail to maximize our investments. Um, and let me explain how that works with another kind of two option scenario. So option one, you hire a house cleaner. Let's say Katie is hiring this house cleaner and to come over and clean our house. And she spends that time working on her side photography business and learning how to market it and getting new clients. So she's actually putting work in on her passion side project. Uh, well, Ken, this is option two, he hires a house cleaner and Ken, the, the house cleaner comes over and Ken hangs out in his bedroom watching Netflix while the, the cleaners work. So now both Ken and Katie are using their money to leverage their time, which can be potentially very powerful. However, Katie's leverage is being used to increase her wealth feedback loop. She's producing or she's taking actions that will produce more income for her and hence more savings. And now, but don't get me wrong, Ken's choice is not wrong. Like if watching Netflix brings him value and makes him really happy, maybe he's a, a film buff. Uh, and that's completely fine. But he should know the opportunity cost of not using that leverage to increase his wealth. So that's all that I have on the wealth equation and wealth feedback loops. I want to know what you guys thought about this. What part do you think is the most important? Do you think it's savings? Do you think it's investments? Uh, I'm not sure how you should reach me. Maybe DM me on Instagram at Mediocre Money. And I will talk to you guys next week. If you have not already, please subscribe to the podcast. This is my first episode. And I would like to start getting some subscribers. And I will be giving away a book deal um, in the next episode. So I hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you guys later. Peace.